Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Joe, and no, you're not hearing wrong. This is not Justin. And I want to welcome you guys tonight to uh, tonight's episode uh, of DDP Today. And uh, joining me tonight is uh, my brother from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Mr. Mike. Mike, what's going on, brother? How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The uh, weather's been down here. has been pretty good. Uh, uh, Laura and Sammy, I, I think I posted on my personal page, are up in New York, and Laura can't wait to get back home to the, uh, the Palmetto State. She's not too happy up in the Empire State, so she's looking to get out and get home, and I'll be happy to pick her up tonight, and I missed her. And uh, I had a bunch of guys in from the weekend that came down from New York because I had a long weekend with my job. So uh, it's been good. I've been, I've been the uh, official tour guide, even though I don't know that much about down here yet. I kind of showed them what I know and what I do, and we've been doing good. Uh, I'm missing our other two guys tonight. I know uh, Justin had some uh, some uh, soccer practice stuff going on. He was really tied up. He was really upset he couldn't make it this weekend. And I think Dave is taking uh, glass blowing classes someplace. Was that something, something like that? Yeah, that, in, in Yugoslavia or something. Yeah, he's doing something weird. So that guy know. is busier than he's busier than anybody else I know. It's crazy. I don't know how he he keeps up. Yes, you know with his daily. Th- schedule whatever but the one thing i will say is and we miss justin too i know justin is busy with the soccer practices and certifications and everything he was doing i know you guys talked about it on a previous show but uh i'll say this mike it's funny how you know you know laura's up in new york now in the empire state right and she can't wait to get back my wife is up in the palmetto state seeing her family in columbia and she called me last night she's like yeah i can't wait to get back home (laughs) you know they say you can never go back home again like you can't do it and My wife's up there. She's, you know, taking care of her dad a little bit and seeing her sister and her brother and stuff, my, you know, my in-laws. And uh, but she's like, yeah, I can't wait to get back here. All does is work when I come here. Yeah, I'm so, sure. I'm sure. But uh, it, that, listen, all you need to know, Mike, is being a Southerner is when your friends come to visit from New York, just show them where the beach is. Mm-hmm. Did that. Right? Yep. Where the golf course are and where the good spots to go to are at night. Yep. We had some. That, had, that, that's all you need to know. Yeah, we had some uh, some nice restaurants we went down to in Merle's Inlet. We ate down on the piers over there, which was nice. So we had some nice waterfront view. And we spent the most of the day at the beach yesterday. So I think I covered my boxes and uh, I think I convinced them to come move down here sometime soon. So I, I did good. I did good. And I will say this, me and Mike have been going back and forth on our, you know, our, our the chat with all the hosts and stuff. And, uh, you know, I recently just also purchased a golf cart and Mike actually had one before me. And uh, so Mike has been going back and forth, give me some tips about, you know, taking care of the cart and this and that. And Mike, I did order one of those uh, water filler things for the batteries. Oh, and good, good, good. The guy who uh, services my golf cart, he said, oh, no, that's actually really good to have the one we gave you that comes with it because it doesn't really work really well. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. But it, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I live in a community. I know Mike does as well, where we have golf carts. So it's a lot of fun to drive around, uh, you know, your, your community and just kind of like play around. It's like, it's like adults with toys, you know what I'm saying, right? So It's like being on vacation every day. 
I know. I love it, man. Actually, after we're done recording, actually, I'm going to take the golf cart out by the pool later. I, so I'm looking forward to that. So my, I'm sure the rest of our, our you know, audience doesn't want to hear us bragging about, you know, <laughs> us driving around in golf carts. But listen, it's a toy. It's fun. we got to talk about it, right? That's right. That's right. So, uh, but yeah, so it's the two of us tonight. So we're going to have a good show. And uh, one of the things that Mike brought up, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news, right? You know, listen, over the last how many months we're talking about how you need to have Genie Plus to, to enjoy your day in the Magic Kingdom. Everything is e-ticket attractions. The lines are crazy. The crowds are overwhelming. But you know what? There's still a lot to do in the parks. And, you know, in our host chat, you know, Mike had brought up a great topic. And I was like, me, myself, and Justin, you know, a day where that's a great show topic is there's still so much more to do in the parks. And I think that the one park that we're going to talk about today, this is definitely something that guests overlook it doesn't matter if you're a first-time guest or a return regular like all of us who are listening to the show are um is the lesser known attractions or things to do the, the more the most underrated experiences you could have at walt disney world and i would say for today's topic mike we're going to talk about disney's animal kingdom park and i think for this is one of the parks that there's so much that guests every day just fly by and just don't even pay attention to. They're focused on, you know, Pandora and Flight of Passage. They're focused on Everest. They're focused on Dinosaur. At least I love Dinosaur, at least. You know, they're going out to, to, uh, exped- uh, to uh, uh, the... the, the uh, safari. Oh, God. The Kilimanjaro the Safari, safari yes. Oh, my goodness, Mike. The coffee hasn't kicked in yet. That's this okay. is noon time on Sunday when we're talking about this. So there's so many things that, you know, we just fly by and want to go see. But there are so many other attractions that the Imagineers at Disney have really gone ahead and... And, and immersed, you know, the theming into the theme park. And so today on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the most underrated experiences, at least in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. And this is something that we're going to expand on over the next coming weeks and months. You know, it depends on what, you know, our, our show schedules, like how we're going to talk about the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and other things to do uh, that are overrated and underlooked, or sorry, underrated and overlooked in Walt Disney World. But today we're going to focus on Animal Kingdom and Mike, you know, we came up with a list, and a majority, you know, you were like really spot on. You had seven right off the bat, and I was like, these are great. So, you know, I'm gonna kind of throw it to you. The first one on your list um, is the Mara, Mara? <laughs> the Maharaja Jungle Trek, and uh, this is something you know that, like I said, it's it, it's located. Uh, in the Asia area of Animal Kingdom. And I don't know if people just kind of blow by it because maybe they're making a beeline for Everest if they come in a certain way. I don't know. But there's so many... Look, you go to Disney Animal Kingdom, right, to see, you know, wildlife experience, wildlife that we don't see here normally. I mean, there's so many kind of, like, look... All I know is, like, the first time I did Maharaja Jungle Trek, I saw a, Kom- a Komodo dragon. I'm like, that's not something I'm going to see every day. I know we got a lot of crazy stuff here in the south and in Florida, but come on, right? So what is your take on the Mara- Maharaja <laughs> Jungle Trek? Maybe by the time this show is over, I can say it. Well, I'm just going to abbreviate the, the Jungle Trek. I'm going to... There you go. Gonna, I, I appreciate that's, that. That's the, it's the way to do it. We'll just take it from there. But on the Jungle Trek, I've done this quite a few times. Um, when we go through my list and a couple of things that I've talked about, I'm going to be full disclosure. I haven't, I haven't really done a lot of them, and I I think these are some underrated experiences that people don't get to uh, appreciate for what they are. Uh, the Jungle Trek, in case you don't know, it's located in Asia. It's in the back over there, uh, and it's a walking trail. You know, it's not one of these things that you have to get a standby line for, or something you need the Genie Plus for. It's just one of those things that you kind of go up and you do your walkthrough. It's something that you could do at your own pace. It's something that you can do whether you want to kind of you know run through it, or sometimes you might have someone in your family that really loves some of these animals. I mean, they have everything there from tigers to buffalo, different types of birds, the Komodo dragon you were talking about. So, you know, 
everyone thinks of all of the rides, you know, hopping on Everest and hopping on Flight of Passage. And yeah, they're fantastic. But if you just do those, then it really becomes a half-day park where people always say, well, Animal Kingdom's so quick. But if you really want to enjoy the park for what they designed it to be, Get into those details. Do things like the Jungle Trek. Experience them. You know, the, there's a fun fact that in 2015, they had three water buffalo there. Uh, they were named Rose, Dorothy, and Blanche. And the reason why they were given those names was after the Golden Girls. Now, I know those Golden Girls are no longer here anymore, but I don't know if I would like to, you know, especially as a woman, be named after a buffalo. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's where they got that name from. So uh, if you happen to go back there and you happen to see those buffaloes and you see their names, uh, a, a company that on a plaques that's where they were uh, that's where the names originated from the golden girls as a matter of fact so uh, a lot a lot of really cool things to see back there and when you're dealing with live animals you know it could be one of those things where you get a really cool experience with them or it could be just hey they're just sleeping and you get to check them out so that's one of those things that your experience pretty much changes every time you go yeah i mean like if we were to go like Mike, we both grew up in the you know, Tri-State area, so the Bronx Zoo was one mm-hmm. of the biggest zoos around, you know, and if you were to go to the Bronx Zoo, you would take your time and you would stop at these exhibits, and because they didn't have these e-ticket attractions, for lack of a better term, at like your zoos across the U.S., and so this is what you, these places are designed to do, is to stop, look, read the plaques, s- learn something new about these animals that are in front of you that you normally would not be able to see. Uh, that's that's what this is this park is all about and it's it's designed to be so immersive you know what i'm saying and the fact that like they kind of went and you know they had three water buffalo and they named them after the golden girls i think it's pretty creative i mean if they had a fourth i guess it would be sophia right which i think is the best character of the show they left out you mm-hmm. know if you could name it but um i just think it's really cool it's one of those things where you know i think as guests who go a lot I know Jen and I, we've started doing this. We've started to really, and some of the other things that we've started to uh, do at our trips, Animal Kingdom, we're going to talk about there later on your list here, um, is to slow down and just see some of the animals that we normally wouldn't see every day. Because, listen, there's only so many times you could ride Everest, right? And we love it. Trust me, we love it. But it's like, you know, we want to see some different things, too. Because if not, you'll be in and out in an hour or two. And so I think this is a great start to your list of uh, some of the things that you would see. I mean, they list some other things here as well, like gibbons, Eld's deer, black buck, uh, you know, the Komodo dragon, uh, flying foxes, water buffaloes. There's 50 species of birds. I mean, I'm sure that there's plaques and information and there's cast members who can explain things to you about what you're seeing. Um, I know they do that at Animal Kingdom Lodge. When you go out to the, the savannas out there, they have cast members there and there's cast members all over Animal Kingdom that can answer questions. The last thing too, Mike, is you know it, they kind of make it about the story, right? On a lot of our shows, Justin always talks and Dave talk about the story and how the Imagineers bring that in. And they're kind of the story with this is about, you know, it, it all falls into the on the poor royal forest and it's kind of the whole you know, storytelling experience with Animal Kingdom where everything kind of like fits together. So I think it's really cool how they, they make a story about just seeing, you know, a simply an a, a animal exhibit. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was really cool. Um, the second thing on uh, your list here was uh, Gorilla Falls. This is actually one of the things that Jen and I, when we did slow down for the first time, loved it. So go ahead and just give us a little bit of uh, a few uh, tips and tricks about uh, Gorilla Falls here. Yeah, you know, Gorilla Falls is really cool. Uh, it used to be, it was formerly called Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. Then they kind of shortened it down to the Gorilla, Fo- Gorilla Falls Exploration. Um, it's back in the Africa area next to the Kilimanjaro Safaris. So if you wind up getting that e-ticket attraction and you wind up, you know, having some time over there between your next, you know, uh, you know, 
Lightning Lane or Fast Pass selection. That, fast Pass, I'm talking old school here. Uh, if, if you have your Lightning Lane selection, go on, go through that. It's a 20 to 25 minute walk. And I mean, the gorillas, they're great. And they're, they're, some, they're usually somewhat interactive. They don't really sleep a lot during the day. That becomes one of those great things to walk through and really get to experience them. I mean, sometimes when you go through the other one where the tigers are sleeping and they're just kind of being lazy, it's it's cool because you get to see them, but I find that the gorillas always tend to be more active during the day. I don't know if they're people people, and, you know, they like to see the people walking around and they like to... Uh, you know, kind of interact with us. But I think I have great experiences going through that. Plus, you got zebras and hippos and, you know, bir- more birds also. And the thing is, when you go through there, you see cast members, like you were saying, stationed all over these walking trails. And they have so much information about that. They're not just there to make sure that you're moving along and that everything is fine. They have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to these animals and to what their behaviors are, certain, spe- uh, certain uh, specifics to the species. So definitely when you go through this, take your time pick their brain and ask them questions because I'm sure a lot of people just pass them up and don't take the opportunity to talk to them about it and I think they would love to have that opportunity to share their wealth and their knowledge of some of these animals. Yeah, I think this entrance is right off of the exit to Kilimanjaro Safaris, right? That's yep. kind of where it starts. And I remember the, do you remember a couple of years ago, Mike, they, was the one of the gorillas had a, a baby gorilla, I guess. I don't know if there's another word for it, but mm-hmm. there was a baby gorilla. We were there when the baby gorilla was there. It was there must have been like 50 people in like this viewing area looking at this baby gorilla. It was absolutely cool, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's something you don't see every day. Right. It was kind of a big deal. We didn't realize how big of a deal it was. But we stood there for like a good 20 minutes just like hanging out. And we started taking a little bit of, of the walking tour. And there's so many great places you could take pictures of the different animals that you see and just the, the scenery. It's just it's a really cool experience. And it's something that, you know what? You just went on the safari. You're right there. It's not like you, it's, there's, you don't need a lightning lane for it. You don't need a, you know, uh, a Genie Plus reservation for it. Just go ahead and just you know, make that right-hand turn and, and take, take a, a, you know, a self-guided tour on a trail. I think you'll see a lot. I think that's a really cool experience. One of the more favorite things that Jen and I have done. And it's something that we still remember years later. I just think that's really cool. We have a bunch of pictures we took that are buried somewhere in my Google Photos. But uh, <laughs> it was just really cool. A uh, great experience to see that. So uh, that's number two on our list. Number three is something that I have said I've been wanting to go out there, and I just haven't. I've I've run by it <laughs> during uh, the Walt Disney World marathons, the two I've done. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten out there yet, and that's Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, Mike, have you been out to Rafiki's Planet Watch before? I have. This was something that we did when we were newbies. You know, when we were first going to the park when Sarah and Sammy were little, uh, and we wanted to explore all of the options of the park. I know it was cool. I know it was closed, and they were doing some refurbishment, and they've changed it around quite a bit. I haven't been out there lately, but we were out there quite a bit when the um, I'll, and I'll, I'll remember to post the pictures uh, when they had the petting zoo out there, and Sarah would go there and pet the animals. They had the little animal hospital out there, um, and the train ride out there was. Was very cool. You know, Joe Joe Rody designed that train, and he wanted a specific look for the type of train you would see in the 1800s in Africa. And it's got that kind of look. I mean, listen, the train is brand new because they only built it, you know, when the park was built. But it has a very old school look to the train itself. And there's a lot of details in the train that Joe Rody wanted to bring over. That if you were taking that type of train ride back then in, the, in that time frame, uh, what it would look like. So they put that kind of detail into that. There's a lot to do out in that Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about another uh, 
activity to do over there later. Like I said, I know a lot of stuff had been closed and temporarily closed and being remodeled during the whole, you know, COVID couple of years. You know, obviously everything hasn't been what it's supposed to be. But the Rafiki's Planet Watch is a very cool place. It's something that we did quite a bit as 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 our younger generation of, uh, you know, when Sarah and Sammy were first coming up because we were really exploring the parks. And it's something we really got to start doing again. Yeah, so I think one of the reasons why Jen and I haven't done this, it's not that it's way kind of far of the way. And it's a little bit of a commitment to get out there. Like you said, you've got to take the train to get out there. But some of the things that you could see there are the veterinary treatment rooms. There's a nutrition center. There's a amphibian reptile um, area. And there's also like a science center now. Out of the four things I kind of mentioned there that's, that are listed on Disney's website, mm-hmm. uh, two of them I don't do or Jen doesn't do very well with. Um, amphibian and reptiles my wife is not a fan of. Uh, living here in Florida, we have enough around us. So <laughs> for her to see maybe some snakes or some other things, she's not really a fan of. For me, it's the veterinary treatment room as amazing as that would be to see the care that the cast members and veterinarians you know, perform on, on these animals. And the fact that you actually could be a, a person that can go in and watch, and, and maybe if you're lucky enough, if you're into that, to see them taking care of these animals – I don't do that very well. Mm-hmm. I don't do needles. I don't do blood very well. I don't do a lot of that stuff very well. So I think with, between those two things, we've kind of bypassed this. However, I think if you're you got a family or you got some kids that are really interested in veter- veterinary medicine or animals in general and the care for animals, or just want to see something different, I think this is a really good experience that you really can't find anywhere. I'm like, I can't think of anything of the larger zoos in the U.S., right? I can't think, like, for example, the San Diego Zoo, right, is a huge zoo. Really expensive to get into, too, by the way. I don't know if they have anything like this there. Uh, I don't know if the Bronx Zoo has anything like that. It's something that Mew and I can relate to. Like, I don't think this is something that a lot of, you know, zoological parks offer to their guests. So, I mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head do a little bit of research on that, but uh, this is definitely a unique experience. I think the train ride's kind of cool, too. Um, I said I've seen these buildings because I've, I've ran past them during the Walt Disney World Marathons, the way their marathon course was. You kind of ran kind of next to the railroad tracks. You kind of came in the back entrance of Animal Kingdom, so that's about as close as I've ever gotten to it, but uh, this is definitely something that I've talked about wanting to do. I just haven't, for lack of a better term, pulled the trigger on doing it yet, but maybe one of these days, and I will get out there. There have been rumors, though, that this may... And, Mike, you probably remember this a couple of years ago. It was going to close. There was rumors mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be around. It wasn't going to reopen after COVID. So who knows what Disney will do going forward. So if this is something that does interest you, maybe you want to get out there sooner rather than later. We're not saying it's going to close. We're not. But I'm just saying you never know when they're going to change something. Um, I know there's a lot of rumors out there with some updates to Animal Kingdom coming with uh, Dino Land USA and stuff. So you never know what they will you know, what they have up their sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, go out there and check it out if it's something that uh, definitely interests you uh, or your family. The uh, fourth one on your list, Mike, and uh, this is a really cool show. I remember the old show, um, but it's uh, Feathers in Flight. Uh, and I just think with all of the different birds, um, it's located over in, I guess it would be, it's right outside Discovery Island. Is that technically Asia or Africa? I'm not quite sure which land it technically is in, but do you have any fun facts about uh, about this show? Well, Disney classifies it as being in Asia, so I'll go okay. with what they officially say, so we'll figure that out. Now, uh, like I said, full disclosure, here's a show that I haven't done yet, and it's a show that I want to do, but I'll tell you why I haven't done it. So... Me growing up in, in in the city in Queens, my parents would never get me a dog, right? They were they were you know listen, but living in Queens and living in you know that kind of area, it wasn't wasn't the best thing to have a dog. So as much as I wanted one, 
being smart parents that they were, we never got one. But as a consolation prize, so to speak, I was able to get birds when I was a kid. My mom would always buy me parakeets or cockatiels or the cockatoos, some of those big, you know, some of those big birds. So I always had birds uh, as a pet in my younger years when I was 9, 10, 11 years old. Uh, they don't cuddle up like a, like a dog, but they're, you know, it was something to take care of, something that was mine, something that I have a responsibility of. So I've always kind of liked birds. Um, I wouldn't mind having a bird again, but they can be messy, they can be noisy, they can be loud. So I get all of that, and I kind of like having my dogs now i'm uh, definitely a dog person um my wife is not a fan of birds she would never want one in the house she'd be afraid of them flying around getting in her hair i, I guess she, she thinks that they're bats I, I don't know she just doesn't she's not happy with birds she doesn't like them um you know she's not a she's not a bird hater but this is a show that she would have absolutely no desire to do and having the birds flying over her heads because they have they, they do a lot of motion in the show and they, they take off and they fly around and they do all of that so i think that would probably freak her out a little bit and if you have little ones that might be freaked out by the birds flying around you know kind of over your head so to speak and then flying out in these big groups you might want to think about that twice maybe watch the youtube video on it first and see if something that your kids can handle but um but i i remember way way back when i believe in the same spot there was a pocahontas show there uh and they had some some birds and some owls and they used to bring pocahontas's friends out you know they would have raccoons and some other stuff uh they don't have that anymore but um feathered friends of flight seems like a very cool show i think if i ever go there solo or if i'm there with just one of the girls i'll probably do it uh laura has no desire to do it so i'm gonna just kind of put that off on my list of uh you know possibilities when she's not around so to speak well i'll say this first of all i don't blame her i uh we have a little bit of a bird problem in my neighborhood. Uh, it's not really with these type of birds, it's a little bit the turkey vultures, because uh, we live on the edge of a wildlife preserve, so there's a lot of natural things going on in the woods there, so we always have a lot of turkey vultures flying all over our neighborhood, and they drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely understand her um, you know, her hesitation with exposing herself to that. However, though, um, I'm just amazed about how well-trained these birds are, right? I mean, it's, just, it's unbelievable how well-trained they are. The show that they put on, the amount of information that the cast members give out, um, it's, it's really cool. It's something I don't think you'll find anywhere. The great thing is that a lot of people will just walk by this theater. It's in the Ondeport Theater, and they'll just walk by. And most of the time, I'd say 85% of the time, Mike, there's nothing going on in there, right? Because right. they have limited shows every day. Uh, so this is one of those things where you can actually like plan ahead your day. So if you are using Lightning Lane or Genie Plus uh, in the parks that day, you could actually plan out you know, your day. Lightning Lane reservations around these showtimes. So, for example, yeah, I'm looking up uh, today's uh, schedule. Uh, today is they have a 10:30 a.m. and 11:30 and a 1:30 uh, show scheduled for today in Animal Kingdom. The show's about 35 minutes long. So this is also look, it's August in Florida now. It's hot out, right? But this is a way for you as well if you want to get off your feet for a little bit, relax, grab some cold water or a cold drink. Enjoy a show, learn something new. It's a great way to incorporate something different into your day and something you haven't seen, um, you know, and maybe learn something as well. So I think it's uh, it's limited showings, so you got to kind of plan ahead for it. But I think it's something that uh, you know, give you give it a shot, you might like it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a, a good option for you. Have you done it, Joe? Uh, I I've done the like the older. I haven't been in a couple of years. I think there was maybe an older version of it, but uh, it, it's a. Uh, I just I'm amazed by how they did flying over my head and coming back. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I maybe done it once or twice. It's not something I've done a lot, but uh, it's probably something I need to kind of maybe see again uh, going forward and going forward in the future. So, cool. um, number five on your list, Mike, is uh, Discovery Island Path to explore the Tree of Life. Uh, the Tree of Life is not just it's a bug's life. There's all kinds of stuff around it. So, uh, kind of fun facts do you have about number five on our list tonight? 
Yeah, well, I, as our good buddy Jay would say, he said, I didn't know there was a, a ride in there, you know, inside the tree. And some people don't realize that a bug's life is in the actual theater of the tree of life. You know, the, the big icon of the park. You know, when you think of Animal Kingdom, you think of the huge tree of life. But there is a walking path. Uh, and if you if your kids might be a little too scared to go into a bug's life, because uh, it can be a little scary for some people, or if you're just not a bug person, or maybe if the attraction's down for the day for some reason or another, maybe they're having problems in the, in the studio, uh, definitely jump on the Discovery Island Trail. And besides... Besides the Tree of Life, there's some other animals over there. And you can see some of Dave's buddies. There's some kangaroos in that area. Yes. Uh, some storks, some flamingos, uh, the vultures that you particularly don't like, Joe. They're around there. Uh, porcupines and quite a few other animals. But the nice part about it is, too, is you get a really good up-close look at the carvings and the designs and the stuff that was put into that Tree of Life. I mean, when you're waiting online for Bugs Life, uh, it's usually not a long queue line because it's a pretty large theater and it's a people eater. And it, a lot of people tend to go in there very quickly. So you don't really spend a lot of time outside by the Tree of Life. But if you want to do this little walking path, you can kind of do it at your own pace and you can kind of take in. And it's probably some really good selfie shots you could take there in front of those some of those carvings and designs by the tree and, and get to see some animals as well, too. So uh, don't pass that up. You know, if you happen to be in that area and you don't want to get too close to the tree because you're not going to do the Bugs Life experience, then definitely do the Discovery Island walking trail and kind of take in some of the craftsmanship that went into that Tree of Life. Those carvings are absolutely amazing, and I think that's something that is very overlooked. I think that by itself should be on our list. Um, just the, the thought and the background that went into saying, we're going to put this here, and we're going to put this here. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. And kind of seeing how, you know, for example, with Tron and Guardians, look, I mean, they're giant boxes that are painted to blend in with the sky, right? right? So to really go back and see, like, I don't know if we'll ever see detail like this again in a Disney park. I, I hope we would. I'm saying especially because this is a park icon, so it's something that, you know, you would hope that if Disney would, were to build another park, you know, another gate, you know, that they would maybe put that amount of detail into it. But it's just it's really cool that they do put the amount of detail into it. And it's something I guarantee that if, even if you go on a bug's life every time, you'll see something new every single time that you walk through there. Mm -hmm. So uh, and, and honestly, all of Animal Kingdom, we always talk about these paths and these walking trails. The whole park is a path and a walking trail. You just, you have to stop and slow down. Look to your right. You'll see these little like inlets and there might be like just a little like, I don't know, like a U-shaped kind of deal, but there's a plaque in there and there's some sort of like display in there. If there's something everywhere you look, you just have to stop and slow down and really look for it. And the fact that all of these different like, look, if you wanted to see Dave's friends, you could see Dave's friends. The kangaroos are out there. I mean, like, you know, you may not see that on, you know, the safari, but you would see it on the walking trail here for Discovery Island. So it's something to stop, take a look around, and, uh, you know, you'll definitely see some new stuff. Um, number six here, uh, this is something I have definitely not done, Mike, and that is the animation experience uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, what kind of fun facts do you have about that? Yeah, it's something I haven't done either also. It's um, it's an animation experience, and it gives you the opportunity to uh, sit down and learn to draw Disney characters. Uh, I know some people are really into drawing. Some people, I mean, I, listen, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, so I'm, I'm the last person to want to take an art lesson. I am, I am terrible. I do not have a steady hand when it comes to putting a pencil on paper, um, but there are some amazing experiences. I know during, like, during Epcot, during the... Um, Art, art and music festival. They have some uh, art drawing classes. I think even Katie and Riley did something one time when they were doing some pictures and they do some painting stuff. So very, very cool stuff usually over in Epcot, but you don't usually see this over there. Uh, it's near the, it's at the Rafiki's Planet, uh, the, the Rafiki's Planet Watch. They have a building over there. It usually takes about 30 minutes to do this. And it's an, in an, 
inside an air-conditioned building. So even if you're not good at drawing like I am and you're having a hot day, listen, go inside, relax a little bit, take a shot at it. They show you how to draw some of the Fab Five characters, Simba, TikTok Croc. I mean, there, there are so many little different things you can learn to draw, and you're, you're getting it from a really good animator. So maybe you are a better artist than you think, and give that a shot, and if not anything, you get to cool off for a good half an hour. So my favorite time in the Disney World culture is probably the late 80s, early 90s. To me, Mike, that was, to me, is the, you know, it was in the Eisner era, right? It was the golden days. Mm -hmm. The studios had just opened. MGM Studios had just opened. All the, you know, Yacht and Beach Club were opening up. The resorts were opening up. This is something that when you were at MGM Studios that you could do back in the day. Right. You could take, you could watch animators draw characters. You could participate in that project. You know what I'm saying? And that's not something that you could do at Hollywood Studios anymore today. And to me, this is something that it's kind of brings back a little bit of that old school Disney where you still can do it. And it's kind of in a really in, uh, in a place that you wouldn't think that they would have this. Like, at, you know, out at Rafiki's Planet Wash, I mean, they're doing veterinary care. Then, oh, you can also draw animals here with an animator. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an unlikely place for this to happen. But I like it that it's still there. You could still, if you have a, a child or a family member that is very artistic and wants to partake in this i mean there's plenty of opportunities during the day uh looking at for you know on in today's day of eight different sessions starting from 10 a.m to go all the way up to five o'clock at night that you could participate in this and like mike said you can get out of the hot summer florida summer july and august weather and go sit inside an air-conditioned building for a little bit and you know partake in this something you can't do anywhere else so that's the thing i like about this it's a little bit of that old school the old MGM studio days that's still going on here at Animal Kingdom. And it's hope, something I hope that stays around for a really long time. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's still that little bit of old school Disney magic. And, uh, yeah, I think just, like, it's really cool. Something maybe I would actually probably be more interested in this and maybe seeing the vet care because I, I could definitely handle this. I'm not artistic at all, but I could definitely, uh, definitely handle this. That's a pretty cool, uh, definitely an overlooked experience. The last one, Mike, on your list, uh, number seven, lucky number seven on our list tonight is the Oasis experience at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So do you have any fun facts about the, uh, the Oasis experience? Well, I'm going to say this is probably the most overlooked out of all of them on the list because the Oasis experience is all the little different exhibits for birds and animals as you walk into the actual park. And I think as you're coming in, you, you walk past the rainforest on your left-hand side, the, the cafe there, and you're just bolting up that walkway to go towards the Tree of Life and start heading to your rides and your, and to your, you know, your lightning lane selections and to get to all your, maybe you have a dining reservation. So, but the Oasis exhibit is basically as you're walking up the path they have all of these side paths and bridges and some amazing pictures to, amazing places to take pictures because they have such beautiful waterfalls and uh some even some uh flowers that are that are not native to the area they have a lot of cool stuff over there that believe me everybody just kind of really runs right past it literally because they want to get to their their animal kingdom day but they're missing a big part of the day by just skipping through that whole area there so this is an official attraction I think listed in the guidebook, this may be the most overlooked attraction in all of Walt Disney World. Mike, you are 100% right. Everybody bolts to the right as they walk in because the path splits, you know, mm -hmm. and they literally just run past us. And the comment that I said before about looking, stop slowing down and looking to your left, looking to your right, this is the definition of stopping and looking to your left and looking to your right and finding those little walkways that have exhibits essentially built into them. Uh, if you have the ability to have somebody take your photo, this is a fantastic area 
to have pictures taken. Uh, everybody runs down to essentially past this exhibit to that kind of walkway where you get the tree of life and all of the official photo, photo pass photographers are there. And it's a, it's a great photo. But if you want something that looks like, you know, with waterfalls and lush greenery and something different with nobody behind you, this is a great place for photos. But yeah, I agree with you, Mike, 100%. This probably is the most, um, this is the opposite of the Spaceship Earth effect. Uh, you know, everybody usually runs to Spaceship Earth when they get to Epcot and get in line. Mm -hmm. Everybody runs past this experience. But if you're into birds and kind of, you know, uh, like I guess, you know, tropically kind of birds, you know, it's a really cool experience. Um, if you're somebody that goes to Animal Kingdom a lot, um, you know, this is something that, you know, maybe you'd, instead of running towards Everest right away or running towards, you know, Pandora, maybe stop and just, or, you know what, hit this on the way out. Mm -hmm. It's it's still open as you're leaving the park later in the day. So stop on the way out and catch this. If you've done all of your e-ticket attractions, give this a look before you uh, head to the buses or head to the parking lot. But it definitely, uh, it'll definitely be a great um a great place to uh, you know to stop and, uh, and look around and see some new things. A couple of things I just want to bring up, Mike, real quick um, were just some of the uh, you know, we talked a lot about attractions and things that maybe be overlooked, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to just talk about real quick that they're not attractions. They're not um, they're not essentially things to see, but just kind of like places that I like to go and hang out. And um, I would say number one is just looks like they're more of the adult, right? But love the Dawa bar. I want to talk about that real quick out mm -hmm. in Africa. Great place to grab a drink, to sit down for a minute. Uh, if you're waiting for a show with the uh, the Lion King show out there, it's a great place to uh, stop and get a drink. The Nomad Lounge is fantastic. Um, very overlooked. Everybody wants to go to Tiffin's and have dinner at Tiffin's, but if you can get a seat at the Nomad, Nomad Lounge, get out of the sun for a little bit. They have some outside seating area. Great place to get a drink. Uh, I'm going to say something very controversial, a place that I like to hang out. Everybody seems to hate, and I actually kind of like it. Love Dinoland USA, man. Uh, I know it's a, little bit, it's a little bit outdated, but I love to play the games there, even though it's something that, uh, you know, I really don't need the stuffed animals or whatever, and it's an extra charge. Uh, Jen and I get a kick out of playing the games against each other and stuff, so it's something that's kind of overlooked. People kind of look down upon it a little bit. I know there's some news out there about, you know, maybe some after Primeval World's been torn down, there's going to maybe be a refurbishment out there or some new things added to Dino Lane USA. But um, I we kind of like it. It's just kind of old school. Uh, and the last thing is, is and a lot of my stuff is not even attraction-based, but just it's just places to relax and enjoy the park because you know, we do go quite often. I love the walkway between Club 33 and Pandora. It's just somewhere where Jen and I just love to stroll. Sometimes you'll get lucky and see some characters on the boats, and you can wave at them. Great place to sit down on a bench and, and relax uh, before you get into the madness, which is Pandora. But uh, these are just some like you know places that you can go and uh you know, just kind of get away for a little bit and just relax. And I think it would be kind of a great place to, to kind of set my little list into overlooked places um, in Animal Kingdom that we like to go to as well. Uh, especially, too, it's a, that walkway is a great place for uh, to take photos uh, because there's not a lot of people on that walkway and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it just makes for a great place to, uh, you know, to just relax and uh, take it all in. Yeah, uh, Dawa Bar happens to be one of my favorite Bloody Marys on property. And the stand straight uh, right across from there is one of the few places on property, since we're talking about adult beverages, you can get the Dole Whip with rum. So you can't leave that out because that is a uh, that is a fantastic thing to add to your uh, relaxing beverage for the day if you're going to partake in an adult beverage. But um, but yeah, very very cool spots. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on the Dino Land part. That's, that's, uh, we've had that discussion before, so I know yeah. it 
it's, yeah. it's one of those love or hate kind of places. But I think you like it for all the right reasons because you and Jen have a good time there. And I think that's all that really matters. Um, you know, with all of these attractions, we talked about some amazing spots. Uh, the Oasis exhibit being one of them, you know, when you first come into the park. And, you know, before you get all, you know, sweaty and gross from being out there on a hot August day, stop in the Oasis exhibit. Take some pictures because there's some great photo spots in there. You know what you do with those pictures? You put them on our DDP Today Facebook page because we have an amazing Facebook family. We have some great pictures, and that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, Joe, you and me this week, we got some amazing pictures on our great uh, DDP family. Why don't you give me your Pick of the Week? Sure. My pick of the week, and it's actually a group of picks, uh, goes to Nick Del Vecchio. Uh, he's giving us a trip report time, and we've kind of discussed this, Mike, uh, on previous shows. I was coming back from our DDP Today family trip, sharing our experiences with all of our family members who couldn't be there. And now Nick is with his family uh, sharing his experiences with us, so we appreciate that. But Nick is literally giving us a play-by-play of the last four or five days, and I absolutely love it. And uh the reason why I picked this is he's taken some incredible photos of the resorts. Number one, there's one of the contemporary, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, some boardwalk pictures, which was just our home a couple weeks ago. Um, some of the other photos on here um, are uh, a amazing Florida, Central Florida sunset over the Magic Kingdom, uh, and some fireworks over Space Mountain. And I mean. I don't know what kind of photo lens he's using, but he hit it perfectly. So if you're on our Facebook page, check out Nick's post. He gives uh, an in-depth detail of his uh, his last four or five days in, the, in Walt Disney World. But some of the photos are absolutely amazing. So for that, Nick gets my pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Lara Fee. And Lara Fee was out at the Tigers game. Now, I'm not a Tigers fan. We know that. But when you go to a Tigers game and you see Mickey Mouse there all dressed up in his Tigers uniform, you got to get a picture. So, Lara, you definitely have my pick of the week. And even for an honorable mention, they're rocking the Hey Dudes, which the shoes that I love. So, no, no commercial here. But, you know, we love the Hey Dudes. They're, they're great shoes. I, worked, I wore them in a the park this whole last trip. And they were fantastic. So, uh, uh, good picks. Uh, not a great baseball team, but you got Mickey Mouse and you got Hey Dudes. So, you got two out of three there, Lara. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm not a huge Tigers fan, but, eh, you know, to each his own. Uh, we all have our thing. Uh, but honorable mention, not I want to say honorable mention. I want to say an it's amazing mention. This it's, is, yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing mention. Yeah, I, I got to go with that. Uh, we talked about this amongst us. Great, great, great. If you haven't seen it already, please go to our Facebook page and check out. Dan Ross, he posted a video of the Coco Day Perfect Day. Got some drone footage. I mean, really, really good. He should be shooting movie. He should be shooting TV commercials or something because uh, these shots were absolutely awesome. Between the music in the background, the video that he got, uh, you guys recording in the cabana, really, really cool. I think you guys did a fantastic job um uh, dan amazing amazing video loved it a lot i I can't tell you how much it was thank you for doing that that was super cool and uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet please go to our ddp today uh, podcast family facebook page where you can find all of our great pictures you can find all of our stuff all of our links and all of our links to our podcast and more importantly you get to see dan's video and uh definitely check it out watch it watch for the couple minutes that it is very cool video uh dan you have my video of the week well we'll go with that yeah, I don't know how he did this, right? So I remember he was telling us the one at a dinner. He's like, I'm going to break the drone out. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And I really, I don't have much experience with drones. I, I don't, right? And I remember him, we were, were, were recording inside, you know, Dave's family's cabana and stuff. And we're doing a show. And I remember him seeing this thing kind of like come, you know, the drone come down and kind of shoot in us. And I really never thought twice about it. How he incorporated, 
he linked up the audio with the video. Is this, and the best part of it is, Mike, it, first of all, it's perfect. And then you see, like, you know, Charlotte running in, you know, Dave's daughter running in. It was just, it's so, you know, ne- it's just everything's naturally happening. And then he kind of zooms out from us recording, and you can see the two ships. You can see Freedom of the Seas and Independence Seas in the background. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was like Hollywood-grade stuff, man. It was really good. So, Dan, just props to you for taking that video, you know, taking the drone on vacation with you and then using it to record so you can share with everybody. Just absolutely awesome. Great job, brother. Loved it. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out on our DDP Today Facebook page. Uh, that'd be great. So, uh Mike, it's been an awesome show. We have some cool uh, Patreon uh, topics coming up. I think we're going dis- to discuss a little bit of news, right, and kind of our opinions on uh, the latest kind of latest and greatest in Walt Disney World. Is that kind of what's on the, the list for tonight? Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, I know when Dave's on the show, we're kind of limited when it talks to new stuff, being, you know, the kind of job that he has. So uh, being it's just you and me tonight, I had some, you know, di- new Disney news that popped up, some current events that are going on, and I kind of want to bounce some of them off of you, some of your ideas and some of what you think's going on, whether it's good or bad or, you know, yay or nay. So uh, there's quite a few things going on, and I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, it should be a good time. So uh, DDP today, Patreon members, stand by. You're up next. Mike, do you have any closing words for our main show this evening? Uh, you know, listen, Justin, Dave, we missed you guys. Hopefully we'll get all four of us back very time soon. We've been juggling our schedules. Uh, vacation time, family time, work time. It's been it's been tough for all of us, but we want to, you know, give you guys a show every week. That's, that's you know, our commitment to you guys. Um, but we definitely miss them, so I hope to see them back uh, shortly, and they will be. Uh, other than that, listen, I had a great time hanging with you, Joe. I hope that some of these experiences we talked about, we have a lot more uh, DDP family going on family vacations right now, and maybe one of these things they can pick up and say, hey, you know, this is something that I didn't even think about doing, and, I, you know, I heard it on the show, and I had a great experience, and something great to share with the family, and uh, hopefully we can carry that over to you guys. Yeah, and speaking of trips, you know, if you guys are interested, I know Justin has talked about it before. Uh, the DDP today uh, family is going to be doing a trip out in September out in Orlando at Universal Orlando's uh, Halloween Horror Nights and also at SeaWorld's Hello Scream. So if you're in- interested in that, uh, email Justin at Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com. They're going to have a whole, you know, it's going to be adults only trip. So give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, I think I'll be able to make one of those nights before I go to Disney's Vero Beach that weekend to uh, celebrate my wedding anniversary with my wife. I, I bet you I could probably talk Jen into maybe changing that, but I think we want a second crack at Vero. <laughs> from last year <laughs> but um but yeah so if you're interested in that justin at away with me uh hopefully uh we'll have a, a great turnout for our ddp today a universal i guess it'd be halloween trip if you want to call it uh, come the this universal fall, so unleashed uh, the universal unleashed yes with dan rossi that show as well uh so we'll be talking about that there as well uh we have other shows coming up as we have splits days we'll be recording soon so lots going on here to ddp today family and um yeah should be looking forward to that uh, coming out soon so that's all we're, that's it for all of us tonight here on the main show thank you guys for uh, taking the time to listen to us and uh, you know keep it Disney keep moving forward and uh, have a great night guys we'll see you later real soon have a good night see you guys on behalf of the Disney dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some Disney love and keep moving forward Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. 
And that is a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.